Welcome to the Believer's Walk of Faith, empowering believers through teaching, preaching, and demonstration of the uncompromised Word of God to fulfill their highest calling and change this world through Jesus Christ, to glorify God in all we do, to train up and send out believers, to cover the whole earth with the knowledge of the Lord. Welcome to the Believer's Walk of Faith. Hello, this is Bill Winston, and welcome to another program. The program that you're watching is called The Believer's Walk of Faith, where we walk by faith and not by sight. We have another exciting teaching for you today. We're teaching on the mystery of confession. Now, when we say mystery, we mean something that's normally beyond human comprehension, meaning that you just can't catch it right off. You have to dig for it or you have to have a revelation on it. Well, confession is that way because a lot of times people are saying things, but they don't realize that what they're getting in their lives is what they've been saying. So if we want to change what we're getting in our lives, we've got to change our speech. So God wants to manifest His Word and His will in our lives. Now, for Him to do that, we've got to speak His Word. And many times the situation doesn't look like what we're about to say. But if we just say God's Word, it'll change the situation to line up with what the Word of God says. This is the power of confession. So I want you to get your Bibles and pencils and papers ready. Let's go and take some good notes now. Let's go into it. It's a teaching on the mystery of confession. Come on to Mark chapter 4, please. Mark chapter 4. Does, uh, verse 14, you with me? The sower, come on, soweth the Word. What Word? The Word of God. What is the Word of God? Seed. Now where is he going to sow it? In the where? Heart. You talking about the blood pump? No. Talking about your spirit. So your spirit is a receptacle of the seed of the Word of God. Now once it comes into your spirit, what actions do your spirit take? Lord have mercy. All right. Okay. <laughs> Look what it said in verse 26. And so is the kingdom of God as if a man should cast seed into the ground and should, what? Sleep, Sleep and rise. Keep going. Night and day. And the seed should spring and grow up. He doesn't know how. So you don't need to know how this works. Just know that it does work. Okay? Now, verse 28, for the earth bringeth forth fruit of herself first the what? Blade, then the what? Ear, then the what? Full corn in ear. What he's saying is don't harvest before you get the full fruit. Now watch this. But when the fruit is brought forth immediately, he putteth in the what? Sickle, because what has come? The harvest has come. And he said unto them, where, whereunto shall you liken the kingdom of God? Or with what comparison shall you compare it? It is like a grain of mustard seed, which when it is sown in the earth is less than all the seeds that be in the earth. But when it is sown, what happens? It groweth up, keep going, and becometh, keep going, greater than all the earth. All right? 
Now, are, are you following what he's saying here? So when I came in to the kingdom of God, I came in with an image that I caught the flu every year. In fact, here's what I said. You know, I catch the flu every year. Now, what am I doing to my heart? I'm sowing seed to reinforce me catching the flu every year because I'm going to have what I say. Now, if I want to change that, I got to sow some new seed. Now, I just can't get some seed from somebody who don't know the word. I got to go to the word of God and get some living word. I've got to get something in here that would counter or meet the need that I have. So I go on a hunt to find myself some seed. Once I get it, I sow it. Now, look at verse 24. And he said unto them, take heed what you hear. With what measure you meet, it shall be measured back to you. In other words, watch out where you get your seed from. Because you just can't go anywhere and listen to anybody. Because you will take, a person could take that and sow it in their heart and begin to get, bring forth something that they never intended to bring forth. Are you following what I'm saying? So I'm very watchful about what I listen to and what I see on that television, even on some of the Christian programming, because I have spent time trying to get my heart cleaned out and I ain't got time for somebody to sow some seed up in me that is not the word of God. Say amen to that. Now, you gotta be, be watchful because it may sound good. See, because you're trying to figure it out with your intellect, but everything that's good to you ain't necessarily good for you. And so what you have to do is you have to measure that by the word of God. And that's what I do. And I take it and measure. If it's the truth, then I want it in here. If it's not, I want it out. Say amen to that. So somebody say, well, brother, you know, sometimes you win a few and lose a few. Lord have mercy. Well, let's go over and find out, is that true? Let's go over to 2 Corinthians, hallelujah, and chapter 2, come on now, 2 Corinthians, chapter 2, let me know when you get there, have you got it? Look what it says here in verse 14, now thanks be to God, which sometimes, oh, oh Lord, have mercy, did I read that wrong? which what always causes me to triumph. Hey now, what happened to win a few, lose a few? Come on over to 1 Corinthians, please. And chapter 15, hallelujah. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, let me know when you get there. 
verse 57, but thanks be to God that I hope will give me the victory. You got what I'm saying? Now, what I'm saying is these absolutes are in the Bible. And this is God's plan for you to never lose. Even when I mess up and I didn't do something exactly like God wanted me to do. Watch it. This is what he says to me. He said, what are you going to say? Well, he gave me a scripture. Turn over to Psalms chapter one. He gave me a scripture even when I done messed up so that he can clean up because he's a God that can do anything. Come on now. Let me know when you get there. Now, the reason why I'm telling you this is because confession means to say the same thing. So you got to say what God says about your situation. And look what he says in verse three. And I'll just leave the very last part of that. And he said this, and whatsoever I do shall prosper. And he says, say that. And he said, and I could mess up sometimes. And then he say this, what you going to say? What you going to say? I said, okay, Lord, whatever I do is prospering. Thank you, Lord. Whatever I do prosper. He said, all right, I got it now. And he'll go clean it up. Folks who I done messed up with won't even know I messed up. He'll clean it up because he said, I'll never let you be ashamed. So he'll clean. Come on now. See, you can walk in a way that the world can't walk in. True enough, this whole principle of confession works for them too. But it works on a much lower level than you working because they don't have God backing theirs. You don't do yours. You speak yours and he does yours. Now, not only that, but God's been talking about you. Have you ever had folk talk about you? If you don't, if you haven't, I'm going to cast that lying devil out of you. They, they talking about you right now. Now, what am I saying? I'm saying that God is saying something about you. Come on over here to, to Judges, please, in Judges chapter 6. Judges chapter 6. Now, what am, what am I doing now? Homologio. Say the same thing. For you to get it to produce in your life, you're going to have to say what God says. Well, pastor, if I say that, I'm lying. How can you lie saying what God said? What you're doing is you're using the principle of calling things that be not. Come on, help me now. As though they were. The Bible says, let the poor say what? I'm rich. It didn't say not say I'm poor. That is not in the Bible. So what I'm telling you now is we're changing our hearts. And to do that, we're going to have to start right where we are. We're going to have to start saying it right now. Now don't wait till sickness comes and start trying to say that because it's hard to build a con lay the concrete when the flood's on. What you got to do is lay the concrete now. So when the flood comes, your house won't shake. Verse 11 of Judges chapter 6. And there came an angel of the Lord and he said, and, and sat on an oak, which was an Oprah. And that uh, pertained to Joash the Abyssalite. And his son Gideon threshed wheat by the winepress to hide it from the Midianites. 
And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him and said unto him, The Lord be with thee, thy mighty man of valor. And Gideon said to him, O my Lord, if the Lord be with us, why then all this befallen us? And where are all his miracles, which our fathers told us of, saying, Did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? But now the Lord has forsaken us. How many of you know the Lord has never forsaken you? And delivered us into the hand of the Midianites. And the Lord looked upon him and said, Go in this thy might, and thou shalt save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have not I sent thee? And he said to him, O oh my Lord, wherewith shall I save Israel? Behold, my family is poor in Manasseh, and I'm the least in my father's house. And the Lord said to him, Surely I'll be with you, and thou shalt smite the Midianites like one man. Glory to God. Now, what am I telling you? I'm saying your name is in the paper. Somewhere God's been talking about you. I looked up Job. Do you know what? The devil came, Satan came before God, and God said, well, hey, where you been? Now, I'm paraphrasing this question now. I'm, I'm, where you been? Uh, you been running to it. You been going to and fro. You been, you been checking out my servant Job, haven't you? Uh -huh. Hey, isn't he upright? Isn't he a righteous man? Uh -huh. Ain't he rich? Uh -huh. Ooh, ain't he? You see what I'm saying? I'm saying God is talking about you. Amen. See, God has said, if, if them people talk bad about you, don't think about them. Think about God. Because he's only saying what he sees. He's not waiting on you to become that before he says that. Amen. He's saying it now so that you can get a hold of it and say what he said, and he'll make you like that. Praise God. Gideon, what do you say? He said, listen, I'm the least. I, my family is the poorest ones in the tribe. That's the first thing. Next thing, I'm the least thought of in the family. Boy, I'm telling you, that's, that's, that's a reject among rejects. I'm only listening to what God said about me. Come on now. I'm saying that because them calling me a name don't matter. It don't matter with me. You can call me whatever. Just don't call me late for dinner. But I'm, I'm just saying, <laughs> this is the book that we need to live by. Because God has already spoken it in heaven, and that's what he has said, and that's what it's going to become. Now, let me just give you a truth that we came up with here. Look at verse 1 here in 2 Kings chapter 7. Have you got it? And Elijah said, hear the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord, tomorrow about this time, a measure of fine flour shall be sold for a shekel and two measures of barley, barley for a shekel in the gate of Samaria. What he's saying is tomorrow about this time, even though it's a famine in the land, it's going to be plenty. It's going to be cheap. Now, what I'm saying is once you declare what God says, it puts God's power to work on your behalf because we got to release God's power now. And so we're not saying something that we can do. We're saying something that he can do. All right, let's go over to Daniel, please. Look, look what it says here in Daniel chapter 3 and verse 8. Wherefore, at that time, certain Chaldeans came near and accused the Jews. They spake and said unto the, to King Nebuchadnezzar, O king, live forever. Thou king, has, thou, O king, has made a decree that every man that shall hear the sound of cornet flute 
harp, sackbill, psaltery, and dulcimer, and all kinds of music, shall fall down and worship the golden image. And whoso falleth not down and worshipeth, that he should be cast into the midst of the fiery furnace. There are certain Jews whom thou hast set over the affairs of the prophets of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These men, O king, have not regarded thee. They serve not thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. Okay. I can tell you the rest of it. Turn to, turn to, turn to Job, please, and Job chapter 22. All right, look what it says in Job chapter 22 and verse 28. Thou shalt also do what? Decree a thing, and it shall be what? Established unto thee, and the light shall shine upon thy ways. So thou shalt also decree a thing. Now, in Daniel, they had made an ungodly, unjust law. That was an ungodly law. They had made a law against the Jews. Why? Because they wanted, in this particular case, they wanted the counselors, like in Daniel, in Daniel himself in chapter 6, they're trying to stop the forward progress of God's people. Just listen to me now. So they made a law. And just like that law was made, I believe that the law to take Bibles out of school was another ungodly law. But they did not hearken to that law because the kingdom of God is the rule of God in the believer that governs his or her activities versus the circumstances and things that are outside of he or her. That's what the kingdom of God is. Now in these last days, I have made a prophetic word, spoken it. I said, you're going to see the greatest manifestation of the kingdom of God or heaven upon the earth that's ever been seen in the earth since the fall of Adam. Brother Hagin said it like this, before we leave here, men are going to walk as gods. Now that's not saying you're going to be El Shaddai. So if you're tripping off of that, that ain't what I said. I said, we're going to manifest the sons of God because you haven't seen them. You haven't seen much difference between the people of God and the people of the world. Where is the difference? That law never should have passed. That taking those Bibles out of that school, look what's happened. Not only are the kids coming with guns shooting up the schools, but look at all the other things, that peripheral, the fallout. 
the defenses have gone down, the next generation to be brought up, and, and, and so forth and so on. What, what's happening? Go, straying further and further away from God. But it's because we haven't understood the revelation of confession and the power that we have that God has given us. And we can speak things. And, and what happened is, well, uh, they said they took them and the, the king tried to get them to recant. But this is the way he did it. He tried to intimidate him. He said, listen, he said, don't you know this? He said, now, if you don't bow down, I'm talking about bow down to a false God. If you look over in Exodus, it says you shall not worship any other God. So they couldn't do it. It was against the law of heaven. And I'm telling you, saints of God, this thing hasn't been preached. It hasn't been preached. How many places have you gone to hear preaching on confession? Confession is the most powerful thing. When you can't do anything, when they couldn't stop a storm, what did Jesus do to it? He spoke to it. When a man's been dead four days and decomposing, what did Jesus do for him? He spoke to it. I'm telling you, when, when it's above all the power that you even know about, all you got to do is believe and speak it, and that thing will be reversed. Now, let me tell you something, church. We're going to have to start being the church. We're going to have to stop. You know, I'm writing a letter now to my partner's on Superman. And it came to me that he was Clark Kent. Mild mannered, you know, hello, I'm Clark Kent. But when trouble came, he had a phone booth or something that he went behind, got that cape out, and look out. I'm saying, when you going to change? When, when you going to stop being mild mannered? and just letting everything come in this earth when you're supposed to govern this earth. You are the ones that's supposed to rule it. Well, praise the Lord. I trust that you enjoyed that teaching. Now, this is a teaching called the mystery of confession. Now, again, when we say mystery, we mean something that's not obvious, something that's beyond natural comprehension. This is the mystery of confession. Confession means to say the same thing. It means to agree with God or to say what God says. Now, I know there's a confession that means confessing of sin or confessing of something negative. We're not talking about that. We're talking about this Greek word homologia, which means to say the same thing, to agree with God and what he says about you. Now, the law of confession is to say only what God says. You remember when Jesus and that uh, centurion were talking together and the centurion said, my servant lieth at home sick of the palsy. And Jesus said, well, I'll come and heal him. He said, you don't need to come to the house. Just speak the word only and my servant shall be healed. Isn't that amazing? That centurion caught that. He knew that all Jesus had to do was speak words and it'll change somebody's life. Let me tell you, folks, that's going on today. And you need to learn more about how to use your words to confess things in your life and change the circumstances forever. This is called the law of confession. And this particular series is the mystery of confession. Now, the address and phone number are on your screen. I want you to order it right away. You cannot go wrong. Every one of us needs improvement 
on our speech <laughs> because we've been saying things and, 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 and getting some things that we never wanted to get in our lives. And it's only because what we've been releasing with our mouths. So we need to change that. And to change it, you need to get a revelation of it. This particular teaching will bring you into a revelation truth of how to use your words to better improve your life. Well, this is Bill Winston saying that's all we have for this time. We'll see you next time. Until then, keep walking by faith. The truth has been hidden. The power has been kept a secret. But now the mystery is being revealed. I had to find out that this earth is really governed by words. Dr. Bill Winston uncovers the power your words have to change and rearrange every circumstance in your life. It's time to understand that what you say is what you get. When you order this barrier-breaking series entitled The Law of Confession, Volume 2, The Mystery of Confession. Now what are we doing now? We're cleaning up your speech. Come on now. We're shutting down your vocabulary. Because a lot of what you've been saying has been working against you. Order The Law of Confession, Volume 2, The Mystery of Confession today, and Dr. Winston will explain why you should value every word you speak, the importance of taking God's Word public, how to speak from a believing heart, why no one can determine your future but you, and much more. For the first time, some of you, since I've been teaching on this, have been checking words because we're starting to put a value on them. See, we're finding out it's more than noise. It's spirit. To order your copy of The Law of Confession, Volume 2, The Mystery of Confession, simply write to Bill Winston Ministries, P.O. Box 947, Oak Park, Illinois, 60303. By bank card at 1-800-711-9327 or online at www.billwinston.org. When you understand that every word you speak has the potential to impact your life, you will have uncovered the mystery of confession. Order The Law of Confession, Volume 2, The Mystery of Confession, today. We live on a word planet. He said, for my words, they are spirit and they are life. See, the, the tendency is, is that we think our words are just sound. We think our words are just noise. They're not. They're spirit. Dr. Bill Winston's new book release, The Law of Confession. Learn why words are the most powerful things on earth, why what you say matters, and so much more. Words are the most powerful things in the earth. Speak them. Get your tongue right and sing. And the word was made into music. Donald Lawrence, live concert on CD, The Law of Confession. I want to make it so that your words have value. In stores now. Pastor Bill Winston personally invites you to Living Word Christian Center located at 7600 West Roosevelt Road in Forest Park, Illinois. Our Sunday services are at 7, 9, or 11.15 a.m. with a midweek Bible study Wednesday at 6.30 p.m. For more information, please call 708-697-5000. For information on visiting our satellite churches located in Colorado Springs, Colorado and Tuskegee, Alabama, 
visit our website at www.billwinston.org. Today's message is available in its entirety on CD or DVD when you use the product number on your screen by writing to Bill Winston Ministries, P.O. Box 947, Oak Park, Illinois 60303, by bank card at 1-800-711-9327 or online at www.billwinston.org. The Believer's Walk of Faith is paid for by Bill Winston Ministries partners and viewers.